Steve. We've come to the main message portion of our service today, so we'll start with prayer. Lord, uh, we pray that you send the Holy Spirit here today to uh, touch each and every one of us. Lord, we've come here today to be changed. Uh, we're a new creation in your sight. Uh, the old person has been left in the watery grave, and we stand before you now as brand new people, precious in your sight. So, Lord, we know you're in the process of changing us, so we say to you today, change away. And let this sermon uh, be a tool that you use as we hear it. Help us not only to think about it, but to take it to heart. So, Lord, thank you for this opportunity, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we'll open our Bibles today to the Gospel of Luke, and we'll start in chapter 2. The title of the sermon is, Simeon, the man Simeon, meets the Messiah. And uh, as we read this account here, we're going to go back 2,000 years to the city of Jerusalem. It was a very special day in the city of Jerusalem at the temple. A newborn baby boy was going to be dedicated to God, and an old man by the name of Simeon was going to have his prayer answered. Now Joseph and Mary, who were both Jews, don't forget, they followed the dictates of the Old Covenant law with respect to the baby Jesus. And uh, Jesus was to be circumcised as a boy on the eighth day, which he was. And he was given the name Jesus at the time, which means Joshua, or the Lord saves. And uh, as Mary had been instructed when the angel visited her. So now it's 40 days after giving birth, they take the child to the temple. And this was done for two reasons. To offer the sacrifice of purification, first of all because Jewish law said that a mother and her male offspring were considered unclean for 40 days after the child's birth. And at that time, a sacrifice had to be offered in order for the mother and child to be purified. For poor people, the sacrifice to be offered was a pair of doves or two young pigeons. So you can picture this man and this woman, the woman holding the baby, and they got a little cage with two birds in it as they walk to the temple. The second reason Mary and Joseph went to Jerusalem was to present their son to the Lord because according to the law, all firstborn offspring, both human and animal, were considered to be consecrated to God. The firstborn of clean animals was to be sacrificed to God, but the firstborn of humans had to be redeemed by the payment of money or five shekels. So here's Mary and Joseph walking into the temple with their two little birds and their five shekels to do what the law commanded so that Jesus could enter into the Jewish community and they can fulfill the Old Testament law. So we begin reading in Luke 2, verse 21, talking about Jesus shortly after his birth on the eighth day when it was time to circumcise him. He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Verse 22, when the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. 
and the Holy Spirit was upon him. The consolation of Israel, in other words, the comfort of Israel. Centuries and centuries ago, God had promised his people Israel that someone was coming that would help, that would help them. God himself was going to send a great leader to the people of Israel. And because of centuries passing of Israel being under dominion, uh, being attacked by foreign countries, uh, and now in Jesus' day, they were under the strict rulership of the Roman Empire, the Jews had always looked forward to a time where God would fulfill his word and send a consolation or a comfort to them, a person. Now, uh, turn back with me to Isaiah chapter 40, and this is the prophecy where it talks about what God is going to send. Isaiah 40, beginning in verse 1, back in the Old Testament, this is what the prophet Isaiah wrote, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the town of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. So the Jews read those prophecies for centuries and looked forward to the time that God's comfort, God's consolation would come to Israel. And this man in particular is named by God in Scripture, Simeon. For all intents and purposes, around the busyness of the temple on a daily basis, this man would probably blend into the background. But God knew him. He was a man of faith. He had tremendous faith, and he would pray continually to God that if possible, somehow he could see this comfort, this one, this anointed one, this Messiah that God had promised to send. And he just waited day by day, prayed day by day, and God heard his prayer. Let's turn back now to Luke chapter 2. It says in verse 25, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, it doesn't mean that he was a converted Christian like we are, but the Holy Spirit was working with him in a special way. The Holy Spirit was going to give him words to proclaim to the Messiah. It had been revealed to him, to Simeon, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ, or anointed one. 
Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. So the Holy Spirit inspired this man to go to this couple with this little child and to recognize him as being the one that God had promised. Now you can imagine the amazement of Joseph and Mary. Of course, they had been talked to by angels individually, the angel Gabriel. Remember, he spoke to Mary, then he spoke to Joseph personally and individually. And I wonder sometimes if they had kind of had their doubts, thinking days or weeks later, did that really happen? <laughs> Was that a dream? I can't quite remember now. And, and they started to have certain doubts. But now here, God sends an objective third party to the two of them together to speak some of the same words about who this child will grow up to be. And as I said, for centuries the people of Israel had been waiting for some promised help from God, for a consolation, uh, a comfort. This man would be king like David was king. And they just waited continually for this. So God had promised help, and now the Holy Spirit inspires this man to see this is the child, this is the one. The prayer had finally been answered. Now, unfortunately, most people would reject Jesus as being the Savior. I was reading an article. Online, this article is actually called Judaism 101. So it's a basic uh, you know, learning tool about what Judaism is all about. And let me read to you this uh, section entitled The Messiah. Now, this is a Jewish outlook. The Messiah will be a great political leader descended from King David. Now, of course, according to the Jews, he hasn't arrived yet. The Messiah is often referred to as the Messiah of son of David. He will be well-versed in Jewish law and observant of its commandments. He will be a charismatic leader inspiring others to follow his example. He will be a great military leader who will win battles for Israel. He will be a great judge who makes righteous decisions. But above all, he will be a human being, not a god, demigod, or other supernatural being. It has been said that in every generation, a person is born with the potential to be the Messiah. If the time is right for the messianic age within that person's lifetime, then that person will be the Messiah. But if that person dies before he completes his mission, then that person is not the Messiah. So you see the way the Jews look at the Messiah. Of course, they're still waiting for him, and uh, they didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. 